You honestly don't know any bare metal? Well, but clearly I do, but I just never... I know. <laughs> Actually, and he writes a lot of jingles, too. Maybe. Really? But you, you have an interest in music. Like you, <laughs> I, have an in- I don't know anything about it, clearly. <laughs> anyway. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Monday morning, 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, and staying on top of this story for you, we spent a good amount of time last week detailing the woman who was arrested, accused of shooting up a car on I-94 just before Thanksgiving. We told you she was going to be in court Friday morning, and she was indeed. Eric had a colleague at TMJ4 back in the day, and he talked about the, his line was, the various fits and starts of jurisprudence. Oh, yep, that's a good way to put it. And his point was, just because there's a hearing or something like... Let's Doesn't not get overly excited anything. about that. Right. right. And that's kind of how this played out. But since we were on top of it, I did want to update you on what happened. Her name is Rosita Sims, 27 years old. She was accused of driving recklessly on I-94. She was headed east toward the Marquette Interchange, but still yeah. in Waukesha County. Criminal complaints said her baby was in the car with her when she rolled down the window and started firing off shots, presumably from the semi-automatic handgun that authorities say they found in her purse when she was arrested. Uh, nobody was hurt in the incident. One car had a couple of bullet holes in it. And, and this was the lady also who had the classic line in the criminal complaint, apparently told authorities she typically has three go-tos. Quote, a gun, a knife, or mace. This is when they were trying to establish which of the go-tos she may or may right. not have used here in retaliation on the freeway. Also was driving on a suspended license, which I wish I had a, a way to confirm whether or not she drove herself to this latest court hearing that was to be Friday. My money's on yes, but nonetheless, uh, nothing happened. In court, her lawyer says he is, quote, still collecting discovery, needs time to review. I pulled the court record on on the transaction, so. Boy, that surprises me. I figured this would be a big, you know, a plead out and, and we'd be done with it. Right, because this Typically, ha- that's what happens. Happened in late November. She wasn't arrested for, I mean, wasn't arrested that day. It was days, if not yeah, weeks, until they were able to were able to track her down with a partial license plate and description of the vehicle. But still, they had her by early December. She's already had multiple court hearings. So right, I'm with you on that. Like, this has taken a minute. And, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, she's out. Right now, as the process is playing out, she posted $3,000 bond, which is what they set for someone who shot up another car, or at least is accused of shooting up another car on the freeway with her baby inside. $3,000. She posted it. She's out. And she's out until this thing comes to whatever resolution in the various fits and starts of jurisprudence. So just wanted to update you on that. We're going to stay on top of it. But her next court appearance is not until April. And that's not even the trial yet. Just another status conference. So let's go with this out here. And this isn't Milwaukee County. So Waukesha, if you want to crack on Milwaukee for whatever, this is Waukesha County. And it's taken this long. And it's still playing out. It reminds me of what Brian D when, when he was here doing sports, his thing about, you know, here. If you want us to take you seriously, make us take you seriously. So take it seriously. She's due back in court in April. 714, Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. 
After beating the Mavericks in Dallas on Saturday night, Giannis and the Bucks were back in action Sunday night, this time on the road in Utah. At one point in this game last night, Milwaukee was up 19 points, but ultimately fall to the Jazz by a final score of 123 to 108. It is handled by Clarkson. Turns the corner on Beasley. Sends it to the opposite corner. Now the three-pointer from Markinen, and he has given Utah its first lead since early in the second quarter. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Bucks with the loss fall to 33 and 17 on their season. Bucks were outscored in the final quarter, 40 to 13. Their worst in a loss since 2021. Give them credit defensively. I thought they did a good job. I thought when they went big early, we rushed. That's why I called the timeout. So guys, just settle down. We're going to get every shot we want, and we did. We just couldn't make any of them. Head coach Doc Rivers there following the loss. The Bucks five game West Coast road trip has one more game left in it. Milwaukee will be in Phoenix on Tuesday night to take on the Suns. Over to some college hoops where the Wisconsin Badgers dropped their second consecutive game on Sunday afternoon in Madison. Number two ranked Purdue knocking down number six Bucky by a final score of 75 to 69. Great college basketball atmosphere. Uh, I thought two really good teams that both did things well, both did things that you know we'll both have to get better at. But really the, the effort and the grit and the defensive following the game plan for the most part I thought was really good. So a lot of things we'll learn from this. I think this when you're playing at this level, you you gotta you have to check every box. You can't check three of five or five of seven. You have to be elite in, in a lot of areas, and we weren't enough, and that's tonight. Head coach Greg Gard there following the loss for his Badgers, who now falls to 16 and 6 on their season. They'll hit the road on Wednesday night to take on Michigan. And lastly, we'll stick with some college hoops. Some good news yesterday. The UWM Panthers finding the win column for the second straight game. This time defeating the Jaguars of Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis by a final of 87 to 67. Scoop it to the top. Freeman straight on three. Bucket. And that should seal the deal right there. Scott Warris on the call for 1017 The Truth. It did seal the deal with that victory. The Panthers now two games over 500, sitting at 13 and 11. They'll head on the road to take on Youngstown State on Thursday night. Your WTMJ five day forecast is coming up with two days in the 50s. That's next. Let's go! It's time to look at the week ahead. Having any fun yet? Yes, let's do it on Wisconsin's Morning News. The week ahead, here are some of the stories you're going to hear about this week. Something you'll read on the timeline of your social media feed, something you'll see on television, read in the paper, or hear right here on WTMJ. I've been talking about that in the morning. <laughs> yes. On Today... Super Bowl opening night is tonight. So, yes, we know the Chiefs and the Niners play on Sunday. 5.30 kickoff. It's always around 5.30. That's when that takes place. But tonight is Super Bowl opening night fueled by Gatorade. (laughs) That's what it's called. So this is when they've completely jumped the shark on media day. So now you have all the stuff taking place tonight. All the answers will be given to Media all the Day crazy questions. used to be a thing where a couple of the national outlets and then the yeah. local media who were covering their teams in the Super yeah. Bowl would have an opportunity all at once to come there and ask the guys mm-hmm. questions before the, the camps lock things down, right? Yes. And it was, it was a small thing, and then it kind of grew into something. Then everybody started jumping on board. You got Nickelodeon there with their people, right? <laughs> yes. so, and so now they've just turned it. You know what? Let's just put the whole thing on TV. 
Yeah, and so it's they kind of ruined it. I don't know. Yeah, it used to be fun, but now it's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, so that's tonight. There'll be different events all week long. Then of course the big night is Sunday, like I said. Travis Kelsey, by the way, will no doubt be asked about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, by the way, did not mention Kelsey during the Grammys last night. He wasn't even there. Nope. Well, he couldn't. Uh, all the uh, the teams had to arrive in Vegas yesterday. So oh, they- you have work. I have work. I come to your games. Yeah, she's going all over the country and the world. Anyway, Tuesday, big event in Kenosha tomorrow. The signing of the intergovernmental agreement between the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin and Kenosha County. This is dealing with that Kenosha Hard Rock Casino and Entertainment Center. So big signature will happen tomorrow. And that's it. We're still no closer to any decision by the feds or an okay from the governor. Right, because that's the next big step. Federal government has to approve the project. The governor has to sign off on it. We don't know how far away we are from that. Also tomorrow, Nevada going to hold its state-run Democratic and Republican primaries. Now, this is odd, though. So Trump will not be on the ballot. The results from the primary non-binding, that's because Nevada's Republican Party has opted to award its delegates two days later through a state party-run caucus instead. So Trump will likely win it on Thursday. There's like a primary, and then there's this caucus thing. Anyway, everyone's looking at South Carolina. Right. Nobody pays attention to Nevada for yes. the reasons you just mentioned. Wednesday, a Marquette University Law School poll comes out. We'll get the, the latest snapshot of what's happening around here in Wisconsin. So this is a Wisconsin Center yep. poll as opposed mm-hmm. to, because sometimes they do national polling no, This as one's well. Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, federal Appeals Court also scheduled to hear arguments in a Texas border razor wire case. This is that one where the Supreme Court ruled that uh, the U.S. Border Patrol agents had to remove the wire deployed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. There's been back and forth there. Also, speaking to the Supreme Court on Thursday, High Court will hear arguments in its review of the Colorado Supreme Court's unprecedented decision to remove former President Donald Trump from the ballot. So, lots going on there. On Friday... Could we be getting even more stuff for free or anything for free? The Milwaukee Admirals will go for 13 in a row. They won that 12. Yes. The pivotal game number 12, Mm -hmm. which we as Wisconsin sports fans thus have a claim to something (laughs) free. One of our teams won 12 in a row. And we said custard. There should be some kind of free frozen custard from someplace, right? Still crickets. I'm just hearing crickets. We might have to make some calls. Might have to force their hand. I mean, we're beyond 12 now. Uh, on Saturday, time to welcome the Year of the Dragon. Lunar New Year's begins on February 10th, kicking off more than two weeks of celebrations in China, Vietnam, South Korea, and other Asian countries. The Year of the Dragon is upon us. Is that a good year? Um, I think but they, they all have, have their various yeah. characteristics, right? <laughs> they all have their various pros and cons to <laughs> right, sure. the upcoming year, yeah. So welcome to the uh, Year in the Dragon. Now, Valentine's Day is next Wednesday, so the movie's coming out uh, this weekend. The Taste of Things is a French romance set in the late 19th century uh, featuring Juliette Binoche. That is the big movie coming out this weekend. I think Adrian Griffin's sitting there going, mm-hmm. I could have gone one and three on this roadie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bucks lost again under new head coach oh, Doc Rivers. Man. Brandon's got sports coming up next. Well, here's something you don't hear every day. You remember that story we told you about uh, with the grenade in northern Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. Somebody left a a grenade, like World War II era grenade, in a what a donation bin at the Goodwill. Yeah, happens from time to time. They, they cleared the place it. out. Yep, yep, they blew yep. it up. It's fine. Everyone's well, fine. Well, <laughs> they're fine. Everyone's good. In Bellevue, Washington, members of the bomb squad there got an unusual call from an Air Force museum in Dayton, Ohio. 
The museum said a man from Bellevue had offered them an inert Cold War nuclear missile. <laughs> mm-hmm. So apparently this guy was trying to donate it to this. Uh, See, that's what you get for doing the right thing. He, right. I don't know. You know, all this trouble. <laughs> so apparently his neighbor who had passed away had had it stored in his garage. The man had been put in charge of the estate after this neighbor okay. had passed away. So he just went to call it in and say, like, hey, can I donate to, you know, to a museum or whatever? So they inspected the rusting object, found that it was a Douglas Air II Genie, an unguided air-to-air rocket that is designed to carry uh, nuclear warheads. There was no warhead attached, and there was no rocket okay. fuel. All right, okay. So <laughs> it was good to go. So it was capable of being a nuke, but Correct. it wasn't a nuke. And there's several stories about this. The one answer I can't seem to find is why the neighbor had it in his garage in the first place. The thing is big. It's not like the size that you just hold in your hand. Like it's enormous. It's the size of half of a car. Take a look. It's what I brought back from Korea. <laughs> yeah, take a look at this bad boy. Wait, how do you get that back? And no, would you, you don't you don't bring it back from a theater of war? So you must have acquired it domestically. You put that in the man cave. Right. Hey, take a look at this, right? <laughs> take a look at this inert right nuclear bomb. Right next to your Vince Lombardi framed <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And this. 738, this news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. Looks like we made it. Left each other on the way to Elmer. Looks like. As far as I know. All this week, Wisconsin's morning news, giving away tickets to see Barry Manilow. He is coming to Pfizer Forum. Any questions? Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Give you the answer to that question, Mr. Bender, next Saturday. That's the extent of my knowledge of the music of Barry Manilow. Oh, you know some of his tunes. I would. You just heard one. (laughs) As far as I know, I never heard that song before in my life. How is that possible? Okay, I, that, that I know. Come on, man. Thanks, Greg. You honestly don't know any bare metal? Well, but clearly I do, but I just never... I <laughs> Actually, and he writes a lot of jingles, too. Maybe. Really? But you, you have an interest in music. Like you. <laughs> I, have an in, but I don't know anything about it, clearly. <laughs> well, the show is coming up August 3rd, if you like it. It's called Manilow, and they're saying it's his last show in Milwaukee. Okay. Maybe we've heard that before. I don't know, but he's getting up there, so he's on tour, and he's coming to Milwaukee. And tickets right now go to caller number 5, 855-616-1620. Caller number 5, two tickets to see Barry Manilow at Pfizer Forum, August 3rd. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The five-game West Coast road trip marched on for Giannis and the Bucks on Sunday night. Coming off a Saturday night come-from-behind victory, Milwaukee once up 19 points in this game. They allowed the Jazz in Utah to come storming back in this one, outscoring the Bucks 40-13 in the final quarter to go on for the 123-108 win over Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee just can't hit shots. Going the other way, George stuffs it down, and Utah's out in front by four. Timeout, Bucks. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as the Bucks drop their third loss in their last four games, falling to a record of 33-17. and 17. We couldn't script better shots. Every shot was wide open, but everything was front rim. 
Uh, probably should have gone to the post more, but they were going to double and make us throw out and still would have led to a jump shot. So uh, good job by them. Head coach Doc Rivers there following the loss. Thankfully, the season-long West Coast road trip comes to an end on Tuesday night with a final trip to Phoenix. Over to College Hoops, where the sixth-ranked Badgers fell for the second straight time. This one falling to number two-ranked Purdue in Madison by a final of 75-69. to Top of the key, Caleb first will catch and give to Lance Jones. He'll shoot a three off balance and hit it. A triple time for Lance. That was a tough shot. The call from Rob Blackman from Learfield and with the loss for the Badgers, they now sit at 16-6 and on their season. They'll head back on the road Wednesday night to take on Michigan. And lastly, over to some baseball news. The 2024 Milwaukee Brewers outlook took a twist with the trade of trading away the 2021 Cy Young Award winner last week to Baltimore. Former Brewers and current Oreo Corbin Burns appeared on Foul Territory TV over the weekend, sharing his thoughts on being traded away from the Brewer City. I was shocked, um, definitely this, it being this late in the spring, like you say, with some of the, the, the moves that the Brewers had made to, you know, to, to better the offense and kind of get some more depth. Burns also saying the timing of this trade was ideal for him and also some strong words for his former team. Probably definitely better that it happened now, knowing that um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Kind of goes counterproductive to what they, uh, some of the, sentiment, uh, the comments that were said with uh, the Hoskins signing. So it was definitely, I think, caught everyone off guard. Brewers pitchers and catchers set to report in less than two weeks, February 15th to be exact. And Vince, with that weather outlook, only one can hope for some early spring and some Brewers baseball actually being played later this month. So we're, we're trending in the right direction. Just won't have to do it without Corbin Burns. Uh, Brandon referenced the forecast. We've got a couple of days in the 50s later this week. We'll do that next. And then Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. It's the week before the Super Big Game. We can have a terrific bowl. We can also have a super jar. But we can't have a... Well, you get it. We can't say it, but we can talk about it. This is a Super v- uh, Football Week preview with Mark Tauscher. Can I say Super Bowl? Now that doesn't sound right. What? Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And just to clarify, Tausch, you can't. we can say Super Bowl when we talk, when we're in <clears throat> content. Sure. You just can't do like marketing and stuff around it because then you get tagged for the... Copyrights and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys because we have, you know, different partners that you know obviously are associated with things, and I continue to kind of toe that line and <laughs> kind of swerve through. So I have decided all week I will not even use that term just to make sure that I steer clear of okay. any of the right. malfeasions that can happen when you're talking about the big week. Or the Super Game or any of the other things. But, yes, my understanding after much jurisprudence is that you can use that term when it's just regular, good old conversation. Yeah. But if there's anything nearly associated with any partners, correct, that's trouble, and you better steer clear. All right, we're, so, we're just some guys talking yes, here. Yeah, just talking. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. So for today, uh, Tosh, so the terrific cup on Sunday is being held <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, so okay. here's let's talk uh, host venues and, and city host cities uh, today. So where was okay. the first Super Bowl played? 
Do you know where the uh, first, was that, and anyone can answer, but Taj, you can go ahead. Is this first. trivia? I'm well, going to guess kinda. Los okay. Angeles. I love getting trivia back in the mix. Los okay. Angeles, I believe. I believe he's correct. Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum Indeed. is correct. Well done. Okay. Which and question, do you guys know how many, was that game a sellout? Oh, no. His tickets were like six bucks. It didn't sell out. Yeah, it, was and it was on crazy. two networks, right? It was on CBS, and I think ABC had it. Yeah, that part I don't know, but I do remember, you know, listening and uh, I do recall hearing about the fact that it was not sold out and that the idea of what we're going to see Sunday at the big game with all the pop circumstance and shows and everything else, uh, it did not. It started off a lot more meager, and that was now was that that was the Packers Chiefs. Correct, yep, yep. or was that Packers? Yeah, who won Raiders? that one? <laughs> I forget who won. I definitely remember who won it. It's just a, I always get those two mixed up. All right, next question: Which city has hosted the most terrific cups? Ooh, it's between two for me. I'm going to say New Orleans. See, I would think New Orleans that as was, well. Yeah, that was my guess. Other one, so, would, other so one Miami. in play would be Miami. Yep, New Orleans is two. With 10, Miami has hosted the most with 11. Hard Rock has hosted six, uh, Hard Rock Stadium. So 11 to Miami. Okay, here's this one's a little tougher. Where was the coldest terrific cup ever played outdoors? Where was the coldest ever played outdoors? Meaning it's not Detroit, which was in a dome. Okay, right, right. Sure. Recently, it was uh, in New gonna, York, so that would be a oh, natural. Yeah. Would you like? Uh, I can give you multiple choice. Would but that like was that? that was particularly nice weather for that one. I'll give you multiple. Yeah, the choice. New York one, everybody was freaking out yeah. about, and then there was the one that Eric just mentioned that was in Detroit that was freezing, but it was in I yeah. think at that point the Pontiac Silverdome. Yes, I, let's take a little multiple choice here. A New Orleans, B New York or New Jersey, New York, C Stanford. Stanford. It feels, well, it New Orleans feels is like indoor. we shouldn't say Stanford, right. but that's why I'm going to say Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. The answer is A, New Orleans. The coldest game ever played outdoors was in 1972 at mm. Tulane Stadium ah. in New Orleans. Recorded so pre-Superdome. 39 yeah. degrees Oof. at kick. Cowboys went on to beat the Dolphins 24-3 in one of the most boringest. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowls of all time. Boat race. You got one more or no? Uh, so that's, that's all I got the for end today. Of today. Well, so what's tonight? Media day is tonight. So this is this is the uh, the fun night where someone walks around in a peacock costume, Tosh, and asks a bunch of silly questions. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's that's the part of this that I think, from a player's standpoint, everybody is just don't screw anything up. Don't say anything that's going to provide bulletin board material or anything that you wouldn't think would be. And it used to be on Tuesdays. They've now made it a big deal. It's prime time Monday night. And for there's a few times that I can remember, and one of them was the, I think, the Washington, at that point, Redskins, where somebody said something to them about not being as physical. And their O-line coach took that personal, ran it back. I think it was versus Buffalo. And that was one of those things that was like a rallying cry. So every time you go out there and you're saying something, especially if you're not a star player, I think everybody is on high alert because there's so much media scrutiny that you look at it and say, maybe I just am best off not saying anything at all because 
that you have all of these different. It's not the Wildies, Vinny Vitrano when he was back there. It's all these fun, dressed up in costumes, and you think it's not going to go anywhere, and then you'll find out pretty quickly that it does go everywhere. And the last thing you want to do is do something to provide any fodder for your opponent. Yeah, it's it's Comedy Central and Nickelodeon, and they're not there to talk X's and O's. <laughs> uh, no, they're not. They're ready to slime you and to try to get you into the slime with everybody else. Just don't say anything that causes you to be in a meeting after. Thanks, Tosh. We'll exactly. talk again tomorrow. More trivia tomorrow as Sounds well. Good. What do you have coming up tomorrow? Do you know? Tomorrow we'll do Packers slash all other games, meaning like teams. Yes. Team, team trivia. For the Super Cup. Yeah. For... <laughs>